Hey, everybody. Welcome back to our next episode of Macros. And mindset <laughs> with Patricia and Dr. Kristen. Woohoo! All right, guys. So we're just going to jump into this one um, because we're both pretty excited about this episode, and we have a lot to talk about. So, so much to talk much. about. Yeah. So much. So, and this was this episode's kind of a. Um, I guess you could say we were triggered to do this one, um, just simply based on a whole lot of conversations that we've had with clients recently. So it's going to be in a, ki- a kick in the butt. Yeah. It's going to be good. A good kick in the butt. A loving kick in the butt. A very, very loving. So we're going to apologize up front. If you it, will get triggered. Yeah. And yeah. I'm, I won't apologize for triggering you because as I've said on previous episodes, if you are triggered, I ask you to go within contrast is teaching you something about you. Yeah. One of the things that, uh, Carl Jung, the famous psychologist, Carl Jung says is actually about our shadow side right? And so we are triggered by the shadow. Everyone has a shadow side. We have, you know, what they call the light side and the shadow. And the shadow is the darkness that lives within us, the things that we don't want to face. And those uh, things in darkness must at some point, if we want to heal them, come into the light, right? And so there will be the looking at the shadow, the looking at the darkness, the looking at the things that... (gasps) I just want to leave it in the closet. Right, right. It I want to avoid yep. it. I don't want to look at that. And when we, you know, either of us bring it out into and open your closet, drag all the stuff out right. and ask you to look at it, it is not pleasant. No, no, it's not pleasant. And so, so we are going to make you a little bit uncomfortable if this is something you need to hear. So hold on. Take a deep breath. Go get your glass of water. Sit back and enjoy the ride. <laughs> All right. So, what brought us here? What 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 was it? What was it that got us here? So, you know, a lot of you guys know. We and again, we've talked about it before that I do a lot of one-on-one client coaching, and so does does Kristen. Um, and especially coming out of, but still not leaving behind COVID. Um, there've been a lot of things that have happened with our clients, everything from regain to just never hitting goal to being off track to just not doing anything that we need to be doing. And so having all of those tough conversations has brought us, I would even say pre COVID. I I know that, you know, you're saying, uh, including COVID. Yes, but I don't think just because of COVID. Oh, no, it's not just because. But th- that has been a big factor. It has been a factor. Because yeah. life has radically changed for all of us. But Correct. you know what? Life changes all the time. My dog is eating a bone. I'm going to go grab it. <laughs> Sorry, dude. All right. Where were we? <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so we, you know, we can't blame just COVID. We have to, we have to look at everything. But again, that was one of those contributing factors. So... Let's talk about some of those conversations that we've had. Well, I, it's some of it, some of them are conversations and the other one that is very triggering for me are the folks, and I just have to put it out there, are the folks that are wallowing 
Mm-hmm. They're like, help me, help me. I'm drowning. Oh, but I can't do that. Right. Oh, no, no, no. Because I, I, I can't do that. I, I hear what you're saying, but that won't work for me. <laughs> well, it, okay. The, the other piece is I need help. Here's where I'm struggling. And I, I see you. I see you. I see you. Mm-hmm. The thing I can, I can find so much compassion. I have to, I have to like slow this down because I also am like totally aware of the people that might tune out right now right. because, and I want to be conscious and, and conscientious of saying this mm-hmm. in the right way. So what I see on posts are, I'm really struggling. Me too. Me too. Me too. Me too. Me too. Oh my gosh. I've had regain. Me too. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've had gained 30 pounds. Me too. Okay, here's some help. Dead silence. Yep. And here's the thing, though, and we've talked about this prior to recording, Mm -hmm. which is when people go uh, silent, when people disappear, Mm -hmm. right? When they turtle. (laughs) When they turtle, when they hermit, Mm -hmm. they're either doing really, really well and they don't need the support. Or they really, really need the support and are in a shame spiral. Yep. And the shame spiral, isolation amplifies the shame. They don't feel that they can be vulnerable or in a trusted space where they can share and, and really get the support that they need. Right. Now, I need help. I need help. I need help. I need help. Oh my gosh, I'm in this shame spiral. Okay, vocalizing that, good. I want people to vocalize yes. that. We can't, we can't help you if we don't know. We can't help right. you if we don't know. Step one, right? We need to know. Right. Number two, human condition. People love to commiserate. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm not alone. Which, in a previous episode, which is why you need support. Right. Because other people are going through the same thing. Yes. If you only come out on a Facebook post to commiserate, is that really support? And I'm shaking my head over here. (laughs) And do you really want to change? Right. Or are you just wanting to wallow? This and, is hard. And, this is hard. Well, and here's too. Here's the thing that I find is on some of those posts, when people put out there that they're struggling, I've gained 30 pounds, blah, blah, blah. They almost are seeking validation that it's okay that they've regained because they're going through so much. And they're, you know, it's like, oh, me too. And this is why. Oh my God. Yes, me too. We're going to be fine. You know, blah. And so it's almost like, it, they're, they're seeking validation from others who've also spiraled or also are wallowing and they create this little group of, we're all just going to wallow together, but nobody's really wanting to do anything about it because it makes them feel better that they're not alone. They're not the freak that's out there all by themselves wallowing, you know? So it's like misery loves company. And so that's, that's, it's that, it's almost kind of a reverse mob type mentality of like, you know, let's, let's all you know, say, oh my gosh, me too, me too, me too. 
But I'm then, not alone. Right, I'm not alone. Which is important to not be alone. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the secondary piece is, I've said this on previous podcasts, what are you willing to do? Yes. What are you not willing to do? What right. are you willing to do? What are you not willing to do? What changes are you willing to make? And when there's support offered, right, it goes, I see a lot of radio silence. And I, I'm curious, I'm curious because is it that I just want to be seen and validated mm-hmm. that I'm not the only one? And, and so, you know, going kind of on a tangent on that grief is very hard. I was watching a movie last week. It was a movie from, I don't know when, I think the early 2000s. No, maybe 2009. It was Jennifer Aniston. She's a florist. I don't know that you ever saw it. The guy was a grief speaker. He lost his wife and it was like a dating romantic well, comedy. I, need to go find I it. know. I can't remember the name, but anyways, he is one of the things that they talk about in there is grief and weight gain, like in one mm-hmm. little snippet. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, duh, you know, whenever we have grief, whenever there's extreme, emo- you know, emotional turmoil, right. That leads to stress eating, emotional eating, things like that. Yep. There's going to be some of that stuff. And this is why in almost every talk that I've given, I talk to people about, you need to have a crisis plan, Mm -hmm. right? You need to have a crisis plan. And part of the human condition is being reactionary, not pro or reactive versus proactive. And, you know, part of my stuff is teaching kind of like the seven habits of highly effective people, you know, Um, because that stuff's not taught in schools, right? To be proactive, to be all of that. Now, with that said, none of us know when grief is going to hit. None of us know when there's going to be a tragedy, right? We hope that we don't have to have to deal with that. And it's that idea of taking care of self. Mm -hmm. And during that grief process, not self-soothing. Right. With With, food. With food or processed foods or sugar or letting the stress. So it was funny as we were preparing for this episode, we let... We're like, let's make up a fictitious person like that has the problems that we want to address. Because well, then we're not calling out any specific, any specific person, person. That they're going, that's me. <laughs> but guess what, guys? This person does exist somewhere. It's just this. And it may, and it may and exist in a lot of you. And it may exist so, in a lot of you. So this person that we want to kind of talk about today is under a lot of stress. Right. Okay, which is 99% of our population right now. We're all under a lot of stress just because of life. You know, and because of that stress, they're emotional eating. And what are they turning to? They're turning to processed foods because they're so stressed that they can't think to, to meal prep and plan and like None eating healthy is not even happening, which also means that they're most likely eating tons of sugar that right. they shouldn't be or, or carb-laden foods that they shouldn't be. Um, And because of this stress and because of the lack of poor eating, they're also exhausted. So they're not sleeping well. Not sleeping well. Not moving their bodies. Not moving their bodies. They're not exercising because they're so exhausted. You know, they're probably not hydrated. So they're not drinking a minimum, guys. And God, again, I've got a water episode, but I could talk about water every day. 
if you're not drinking a minimum of 64 ounces, and that's minimum in the first six months, that's minimum, guys, not maximum. Oh, I hit 64 ounces. I'm doing so good in my water. No, you drank the minimum to keep your body alive. That's not great. I mean, think about it. If you're going to school and you're taking a class, do you want the A or do you want the 70? Yeah, the D or whatever. You know, you want the A, right? It's, you know, standardized testing in schools. Passing those standardized tests means that you have a minimum understanding of the knowledge, not that you're exceeding. Right. So you want to exceed. Um, and most likely these, this person that we're talking about has experienced a 20 to 30 pound regain. So all of these things put together, the stress, the exhaustion, the emotional eating, the sugar, the processed foods, the dehydration, the no exercise, you know, the regain, all of that is many, many of my clients. And I know many of yours because Mm -hmm. we share clients. Well, the other thing I want to say as you were talking, and I want to be clear is because I know we've already said some things that are very like, yeah, like it's, it's. It's poking that spot, right? We're goosing the gorilla. Right, right, right. (laughs) And this is not judgy Mm -mm. or critical. This is is life after weight loss surgery. This is having, you know, what what some people call a come to Jesus moment. Like you've got to, you know, or uh, you need to look at the, the hard truths. And the thing that I want to say about it is so many people go into the shame spiral and then hide because of the shame. Yep. Please, please, please do not go hide in shame and hide under a rock. That makes it worse. I did. I did it. So y'all know in 2019, I had a 30 pound regain. My marriage was falling apart. I was miserable. I mean, it was bad, you guys, bad. It was everything I could do to keep this business afloat and, and not lose my proverbial shit. <laughs> and I had a 30-pound regain. I was so horrified that I had gained this weight that I literally hid all of it. And it wasn't until I left and got here to Georgia that I was able to finally go, okay, all right. I've had a 30 pound regain and this is why I'm human, but it it took conversations with you. It took conversations, you know, with my family. It, you know, there were some things that had to happen. So I get it. I get that shame spiral, but you know, none of us are immune though. None of us are, none of us are immune. We all struggle from some of this. Now where I didn't fall is I, I didn't really go into processed foods and things. No, but you know, some of these other things, I wasn't exercising. I was under a tremendous amount of stress. I mean, Cortisol. I wasn't sleeping right. at all. I was having to take sleep supplements to sleep, which is terrible, which then makes you crave. I mean, so it just spiraled out of control. And so not only did I have this spiral of how do I get out of the spiral, but I, it was this spiral of self, you know, I, I, self-loathing. I mean, I was embarrassed. I was, you know, there were all these things that were happening, you know, and can't fit into clothes. I don't know if you experienced yeah, that, but that's absolutely. where people you can't are fit like, into clothes. I have to, I have clients who are like, I have to buy new clothes. Yep. Yep. And so honestly, the best thing for that happened to me was when I went into MBK monthly and I shared what was going on with my, with my subscribers. And once I did that, 
and I came clean and I talked about why it was like this huge weight was lifted off of me and I was finally able and ready to do something about it. And within three months I had lost 20 of the the 30 pound regain. Mm -hmm. Now I'm still fighting with about 10 more that I want to lose 15, depending on, on the week. But that's of course after COVID and the fact that I can't exercise anymore because of COVID. Um, but you know, I, I mean, these, I identify with these people. I mean, we've both had instances in our life where, you know, we've had some of this stuff go on, which is why we do that. You know, you kind of called it tough love. I mean, it's, I call them truth bombs. It's like, I will do that all day long to, to help somebody. I will gently and kindly call them out on their crap to bring awareness, but it's a, you know, we, you, you have to be really and ready to hear it. And if you're not, you're just going to withdraw more. So, or you're potentially going to go into diet mentality and go into deprivation, overeating, deprivation, overeating, or throwing money at the wall, hoping something will stick, which drives me just keep, I'm just going to throw money at this. You've got to be willing to do the work. Yeah. The work. Right. And guys, diets aren't going to help. Diets aren't going to help. Your tool works when you work it. Yes. It's healthy eating. It's moving your body and it's working on your mindset. Those three things work and they're so basic. They're so basic. So how do we help people? How do we help at this point, Kristen, to address and call out and, you know, essentially take a stand for them. So I'm, I'm going to take a stand for you right now. Okay. I'm taking a stand for you. For me? Yes. So you've had COVID. Mm-hmm. You can't exercise because I, I can't breathe. <laughs> you can't breathe. Yeah. Walking up my two flights of stairs to get to my apartment kicks my butt most of the day. Okay. Yeah. So what can you do? Right. What can I do? Um, I can, I can walk. Okay. Which I do. I walk my dog. How how much? Uh, five or six times a day. But I admitted, I walk him down to the little doggy play area, and I he's has to be on a leash because yeah, where yeah, we yeah. live. Um, could I walk him around my neighborhood? But I don't. Yes, I could. I could walk more. I what would it more. What would it take for you to walk him more? Time. What kind of commitment would that be yeah, for you? Yeah. I mean, we're talking 30 minutes to an hour to get in a decent walk with him. And I can't take it at a fast pace. So it's going to take 30 minutes to an hour to do a, a fairly decent walk. Because, again, I can't in one, yeah. in one In one thing, yeah. I mean, because I do the steps five or six times a day. Could you break it down to where you have two 15-minute walks? I, I could. I could. Yeah. I could. What's holding you back from doing that now? <laughs> time. <laughs> so I can make, I mean, it's an excuse. It's totally an excuse. And I know that. And that's what we started with when yeah. we were looking at this episode is how often do we, you know, have excuses? Yeah, it's, it's, it's an excuse. Absolutely. 100% an excuse. And, you know, my dad used to have a saying excuses are like, you know, and they all stink. But, um, I love that. But they are. I mean, it's an excuse. And I know that. <laughs> and I recognize that. You know, and I can sit here all day long and justify with with you, and you know I'm being 100% real with it. I can justify all day long why I can't take that extra time. 
you know, I've got clients, I've got the meal plans, I've got this, I've got that, I've got the protein powder coming out, I've got to set up my Amazon account, you know, so I can sell the protein. I've got, you know, I've got all these things going on that I can't take the time to do it. I mean, you know, I, I like literally don't even turn on the TV in my house. Oh yeah, we don't either. I mean, I work until it's just about bedtime every day. But then I'm exhausted, but I'm so exhausted that I don't sleep, which then makes me hungry, which then makes me want to eat. And then I get frustrated because I want to eat when I should just be following my own damn meal plans. So really, you're your own client? (laughs) I am my own client. Absolutely. Which is why I wanted to do this episode with you, because it's like, I am this person. So we both know, and this is something that I've been working on because our first episode coming back, I talked about my workaholicism. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and me working on that and not working as much and that being a labor of love for me because I do love to work and it can become a, an obsession of mine and 100%. me taking time off is, is important. So I yeah. identify. So my thought there is, yes, I understand and I empathize. There's not enough hours in the day. And I know that there's a lot of people who are our clients who overwork Mm -hmm. and who are people pleasers and who need more boundaries. What boundaries can you put in place with work? Because here's the thing that I know and you know, it's tomorrow's a new day. And yes, we all have deadlines. Mm. What's your cutoff? Right. What's your work cutoff? And where can you create time? Where while you're walking him, you are, and I know it's hard because you're on a leash mm-hmm. and you can't play with your phone, but maybe leave a voice memo for yourself. Mm-hmm. And I know you've got to walk slow enough so that you could talk and walk because of the breathing yeah. thing. What is something you could do while you're walking? Maybe it's listening to a podcast. Maybe it's listening to an audio book. You guys should be walking and listening to us. Just saying. <laughs> um, <laughs> what... What could you do that would help you to condense the time? So I'm a big fan of habit stacking where uh, habit stacking is, again, I'm in the kitchen and I will sometimes do a mini workout while I'm cooking Mm -hmm. because I'm dancing at the same time. Or I will... um, do some yoga while listening to an audio book or, uh, I don't fold clothes cause my husband does that. So, <laughs> but suck. I know <laughs> I love you, booba. I know, <laughs> but I will do, you know, whatever chores mm-hmm. I have while also doing something right. else. Well, and, and that's a really good question. So in my are you habit stacking? Or right. Are you so productivity? A lot of people think, "Oh my gosh, I need so much extra time." Right. And it's like not if you create an integration. Right. And what I teach in my programs is a high-level integration right. where I help people pick apart their chores, their days, mm-hmm. their stuff, and I show them as one angle where they can make it happen. Right. Well, and it's funny because I do that like with meal prepping. I mean, last episode, I just talked about that. It's like when I'm cooking dinner, I'm not standing around. If something has to simmer for 20 minutes, I'm not, you know, standing around waiting and watching the the pot boil. I'm actually making protein balls or I'm making lunches or I'm prepping overnight oats or, and I mean, I'm like constantly busy moving. So I'm using every bit of time. Right. Why am I not taking that same 
approach to my work day. Because you haven't conditioned it. I haven't conditioned it. So So conditioning is, right? Classical conditioning is a paired activity, right? Where Where you pair something. Right. Right. Conditioning is also... Uh, and there are days where I can do this and I am highly productive. Mm-hmm. And because I am human, there are other days where, you know, I'm staring at the wall and I look like a catatonic mental patient. <laughs> like, oh my God. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Holy crap. You've just described me to a T. <laughs> so, they're rocking back and forth. Rocking back and forth. <laughs> yes. Gently nestling my nervous system back into regulation. Oh my God. You're right. There are days that I slay the day and I get so much done that I'm like, boom, I'm back. And then and, life happens. And so yeah. again, this is another example of the 80-20 unless you're someone who let's say has a chronic illness or something. So then you're mm-hmm. like a 2080, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but I don't, and you don't. Mm-mm. And so I'm an 80, 20 where four out of my five days of the week, I do have expectations and I don't book my calendar out, but I play a game and I go, Ooh, what can I do today? What can I get done? Mm-hmm. And so then it's, emails in between sessions Mm -hmm. or I am, you know, is that your 20 or your 80? (laughs) My 80 is the productivity. It's the productivity. Yeah. So my 80 is the productivity is, okay, I'm going to go jump on the trampoline. I have 10 minutes on your market set. Go. I'm going to chop an onion. I'm going to write an email. Okay. So that was me. That was me right before we left for the retreat. So I finished MBK monthly mindset (laughs) the morning we were flying out and I was like, on your mark, get set, go. Let's see what you can do. Boom. Yes. That's exactly what I did. I had three, five, I had five videos I had to record for small bariatric. I had a hundred recipes I had to send them and I had like client calls. And I mean, I had a crap ton of work I had to get done in one day and I woke up and I'm like, you know what? boom, I'm just going to get it done, get it done. And I did. And I felt so awesome. But then like the other day I'm sitting here and I'm like, I couldn't hold a focus for, (laughs) I'm just laughing because it reminds me of like, you know, that like a a character, like I'm going to lick the wall. I'm (laughs) I'm just here. Yes. (laughs) Well, first of all, that's just part of being human. Like we're going to have high energy days for that. We're going to have high energy days and we're going to have low energy days. And so when you are productive. I need consistency. Well, we all need consistency. So here's the thing though. Help me, help me. So rather than pushing yourself on a low energy day, that's where you have some lower key activities. And it may not be focus activities like writing emails or coming up with a new recipe for you, right? Right. It may be, I'm going to go for a leisurely walk outside, but I'm not doing a sprint right. or I'm not doing right. a, you know, those types of things where, and again, for, for listeners, it could be that they're like, you know what, I'm going to write my, my grocery list down or I'm going to write out or whatever it is, yeah. right? Whatever they're going to do. And I'm going to get my clothes out for tomorrow. 
I mean, simple, simple things. Because the other piece that I don't think I've talked about before is decision fatigue. So decision fatigue is a concept that is used in a a lot of high executive levels in... Have you not heard of this before? No. Oh my gosh. So do you remember Steve Jobs, the late Steve Jobs? He would wear black turtlenecks every day. Yep. He would wear black turtlenecks every day because it was one less decision that he had to make. I love that. Right. So this is also why... I have why, a lot of days like that. It's like, do not make me make one decision. I can't. Right. I, I don't have well, the mental capacity. Well, decision fatigue is a real thing. So presidents mm-hmm. and high level officials. I'm pretty sure entrepreneurs have it. Entrepreneurs, too. right? <laughs> because they I have. definitely do. So their ties are chosen for him for them. Mm-hmm. I'm sure mm-hmm. that there is some yeah. also um, you know, uh, behind something behind it in terms yeah. of uh look so they have a PR person doing it and all that. Okay, that aside, when you when you have less decisions that you have to make in a day, you are, you have more brain space. Hmm. So there's another thing, and I, I, I didn't prepare this, but there is a concept called cognitive load, which is the capacity and capability of mental space, essentially. The ability to take on, you know, characteristics of certain material. And we have a capacity for cognitive load you know, we can only take on so much. And so when we're thinking about certain things or processing, our brain is a processor. Mm-hmm. So when we think about cognitive load, this is also why um, I know I'm going way off topic, but why I hate and really um, persuade people to go away from New Year's resolutions because it negatively impacts your cognitive load because you get overwhelmed very quickly because you're trying to put a lot of things into practice too much mm-hmm, all at once mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it severely impacts your cognitive load and it's not lasting. Right. It doesn't last. They don't last. Yeah. Because you do not have the ability to withstand it because you it, it, think of a CPU or think of a processor, right? So your computer processor. Imagine you go from working at a 15% capacity to a 95% capacity. You cannot be at a 95% capacity for very long. Mm-hmm. It's just not humanly possible. Right. Wow. I'm speechless. <laughs> you, Tell me more, Dr. Christian. Tell me more. Well, I didn't prep for this, so I, I don't I'm I'm going off of But that's memory. That's okay. That's the beauty um, of this. So. so so you know, I don't have all of my data here to to look at, but I will say that we we are able to extend ourselves Mm -hmm. a certain percentage. And this is where consistency comes in is when people try to load things all at once. Okay. I'm going to drop down to a thousand calories a day. And then I'm going to go to the gym five days a week. And then I'm going to like get 90 ounces of water in. Mm -hmm. And why can't I stick with this? You've just severely impacted your cognitive load because you're trying to do this on top of raising three children, Mm -hmm. um, being a wife, mother, husband, whoever you are, you're also trying to get a promotion. Maybe you're trying to learn Spanish. Your kids have gymnastics and you know, 
Right. You're trying not to kill the dog. Like, you know, <laughs> like, and you want to wear clean clothes. Like, hello. That's <laughs> like, there's a limit. There's, there's a, limit. a limit. Yeah. Um, but where it comes in to back, circling back to, I'm going to take a stand for you. Right. Right. I need to call you out is you're doing too much. Or so you're saying I can wear dirty clothes. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what I'm hearing? I it's draw, okay. I draw no. the line at um, dirty underwear. Okay, yeah, don't. I, don't. <laughs> I draw the line. <laughs> DMI, 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 DMI. DMI. <laughs> I'm gonna get you yeah. some Tide Pods. Yeah. <laughs> um, so. Taking a stand for you is, whoa, you're doing way too much all Mm -hmm. at once. You need to pull it back, which perfectionists and overachievers hate. So hard. So hard. Oh my God. So hard. Number two is, okay, Sally, whoever you are, Mm -hmm. you're not doing anything and you're in a shame spiral and you're talking negatively to yourself and you're Mm -hmm. going, what's wrong with me? Why am I, why am I doing this? There's gotta be something wrong with me. No, you're just committed to a pattern of behaviors that aren't serving you. Right. Stop it. Stop it. I know. (laughs) Right. And so it's helping somebody to crawl out of their own hole and saying one thing, just do one thing. Right. Start with one, one thing. thing. What right. are you doing this week? Are you tracking? No, but I got to do this and I got to do this and I got to do this. No, no, nope. no. Do Stop. one thing. Right. Stop. <laughs> yeah. You're doing one thing. And sometimes it feels not enough because what they're used to is diet mentality. And so taking a stand is you want to get good at this, whatever Mm -hmm. this is Mm -hmm. going for a walk every day with the dog. And then week two, you can increase it to something else. And then week three, you might add one more thing. And then at week three, you're juggling three things. So you don't add something week four. Okay. You're just doing something consistently, consistently consistency for two weeks. Right. And then week five, if you're consistent, then you can add in something else. But if on week five, you're not consistent yet. You continue. Then you continue. And when I say consistent, I'm still coming from like an 80, 20, five out of seven days, people. Right. Right. Four out of seven days is over 50%. See, that's the other thing is people have this idea that seven out of seven is where they need to be. Mm-hmm. Oh, five, five out of seven. I'm over here twitching. Why am I having such a hard time hearing that? Five out of seven. I know, but I mean, I hear you. (laughs) Oh, I'm like, okay, why are you twitching? (laughs) No, I hear you, but I'm like, so for those other people like me, who are like, that's not good enough. I, I got to do it seven days. I, I can't do it just five. That I, no. Right. You can, you can try. But what I'm saying is. But how do, you, how do I learn to let that go? Good enough is better than perfect. Good done is better than perfect. Good enough. I am good enough. I hit five days. It's a, it's a good ratio. Because all or nothing is a cognitive distortion all or nothing mentality is a cognitive distortion and all or nothing is where a lot of bariatric patients live. I'm either perfect or I suck. 
Okay, yeah. All right. I, I, I hear you. We are conditioned to get 100% on our paper. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Well, I was a teacher. So, so I mean, 85% is not good enough for you. Yeah. I know. But I'm saying get an 85%. Right. And you're twitching. I know. It's progress, it's, not, not, progress not perfection. Progress and not I know per- that. I say it 150 times a week to my clients. Progress, not perfection. Just baby steps. Just take just one. Why do I struggle so much? I mean, and again, I'm, I'm saying this out loud because I know that, that we have listeners who oh, are I going, know. oh my I God, know. Patricia, I'm just like you. I, so I'm I know. calling myself out for the benefit of, I'm I've, sacrificing myself for you guys. And no, but, but I, I, I have worked through this, so it doesn't trigger me anymore. Mm-hmm. Where now here's the flip side. I do not say on day six, okay, F it. I'm just going to lay on the couch and stare at the ceiling. <laughs> okay. So yeah. let's also be clear. Yeah. I am just as much of a perfectionist overachiever as anybody else is on day six. I'm like, Ooh, can we do it? Can we do it? Where I play the game, what works for my brain is the excitement of, okay, I've already done five. Okay. Mm. All right. And then on day six, I'm like, but I don't want to just like chill. Mm -hmm. I want to get another one. And so I make it playful where a lot of people get stuck is, okay, I did my five. I don't have to do anything else. And then, and then, cause it can go the other way. And then they're stuck because on day eight, let's say, mm-hmm. cause day six and day seven, they took off, right? Mm-hmm. The people who may have allowed themselves to take off. Right. And then day eight, they're like, oh, I have to start again. It's so hard to start starting. I don't care who you are is the hardest part. Right. Starting is the hardest part. And so on day six and day seven, Maybe you don't get 30 minutes or whatever it is, you know, a full day of tracking. Maybe you've tracked two thirds of the day or Mm -hmm. you've tracked half the day Mm -hmm. or you've had your minimum of 64 ounces, but not anything else. Or do you see where I'm going with this? You, you continue to. You took your dog for a walk, but you didn't like, yeah. You took the dog for a walk, but you didn't do two laps around the bend. Right. Right. So you did the minimum. You did the minimum. Yeah. And that's still okay. And that's still okay. Hmm. Okay. Where, what did that release in you just now? What did that release in you? Well, I, it, it didn't release anything yet, but I do recognize that I need to not be wound so tight. I, I need to, because what happens is I don't do anything because I can't do it right. Hmm. There is no right. I know, but that's, you know, I, so playing sports growing up and I mean, I played softball for 22 years and it's like, I didn't want to play unless I could be the best. It's like, I don't go into anything half ass. If you're not effing up, you're not succeeding. (laughs) I know, I. but that's not the way I'm wired. So I get it. And I hear you. (laughs) I keep going back to avatar. I see you. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Every time you said that earlier, I'm like, oh my God, that's Avatar. Um, (laughs) I see you. I see you. Um, 
I, I hear what you're saying. I am over here, and if you guys could hear my brain clicking, you, you'd be understanding how quickly I'm like drinking from a fire hose right now. Because y'all, this is the we went into this episode going, okay, we're going to talk about this, and it, not that it's taken a, div, a, a direct turn, but it's brought out some things that I didn't expect it to bring out. So I literally, 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 literally am over here processing. So, but I also recognize too that I am my clients. I mean, well, so and I have worked on playing mm-hmm. and and play. So another thing that comes up in changing your brain mm-hmm. is play. We don't play as much as, as adults. No, Everything I, I do and this last mm-hmm. um when we had our our retreat that we mm-hmm. went to last time, I had a couple people say, You're so playful. Well, yeah. I need to have fun. And I, and we, as adults, everything is so flipping serious. Yeah. Right. I have a job to go to. I have a paycheck to make. I have a mortgage to make. I have to pay bills to pay. And I have a family to raise and, ah, yeah. And it's like, oh my gosh, you guys are so tense. Want to go play? (laughs) You know, I think play is an important component. And a lot of times people say that there's not, um, or people will say they don't have time for play. And so where play comes in, I think this is a beautiful place to put it in our process is because number one, it'll change our brains. Mm -hmm. Number two, it'll change our perception about work and Mm -hmm. what we think is work versus fun. Mm -hmm. And I mean, let's think about this. Let's think about this. How many people do you know see meal prepping as work. Oh my God. So many. Okay. This was, I'm taking a stand for you, but I'm taking a stand for you. I see it as fun every time I do it. Well, I do. I do too. Yeah. But I pretend I am in hell's kitchen (laughs) and Gordon Ramsay is yelling at me. Yeah. And I am making this super serious dish. You've got 10 minutes, Kristen. Move your ass. <laughs> okay, Gordon. I love that. <laughs> and, and I have dance music playing in the background. And I am not paying attention to anybody else in my world. Yeah. Right. When I'm in my 10 minutes, I have the timer going, you must finish before your break (laughs) is over. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Oh my God. Oh my God. I love you. (laughs) Okay. Quick. Get the water. Go back to the office. Turn on zoom. Well, hello, Sally. How's your day going? You're right, though. You're absolutely right. So here's the funny thing: is you're saying all this, and I'm over here dying. Y'all, I wish you could see. I wish you could see my living room right now. So, <laughs> as a teacher, I, my I, whole thing was about if I can't have fun doing this. Let me tell you, I and, fuck up your recipes all the time. I mean, and yeah, they still yeah, taste good, but yeah. it's like I find ways and shortcuts and yeah. my my turkey burgers are misshapen yeah and it doesn't matter sometimes there's a a lob of zucchini in there yeah do you know what i'm saying yeah, like yeah. i mess up yeah i practice messing up i don't purposefully mess right, up. right 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 i go ah, okay 
moving on. You know, <laughs> don't have time to worry about don't it. Don't have time yeah. to worry about it because yeah. Gordon is over my shoulder. Right. I don't really have Gordon. It's right. a, it's an imaginary Gordon. Right. Um, somebody I'm sure is going to get me an imaginary Gordon Ramsay doll. Yeah. I'm pretty sure <laughs> that I'm going to have one as a point. We need Gordon Ramsay's head on a stick. But, <laughs> right. <laughs> Move faster. <laughs> this tastes like crap. You know, I, it's, it's play. Yeah. Where can you play? The same thing is in between sessions. Of course, I have a son in digital learning, so he's at home. And so we do, it's not really yoga, but I'll turn on my Apple watch again for 10 minutes mm-hmm. and I'm like, drop and give me 20. And he's like, I can do three, you know, <laughs> and, and we're doing things on the yoga mat right. or I'm using eFit or, um, I'm like, chase me. Like he has Nerf guns. Mm-hmm. Okay. This, this is a little, you know, he has Nerf guns and we've talked about yes. this. I have, they call, they call my butt the muffin. And so <laughs> they chase me with the Nerf guns and shoot the muffin. And so I can exercise. I'm sure that there's another level of wrong with this, but they try to chase me around. She's talking house. about her husband and her son. Yes. yes, yes. They, yeah. Just to clarify. Mom is the target. Mom's Specifically mo- mom's butt mom's is the target. butt is the target. Because they're boys and that's hilarious. <laughs> and then sometimes there's a muffin protector and then some they're fighting and then oh dear I'm god running. this is a whole episode we need to... <laughs> so i can anyways... only imagine what ariel's gonna do with, with the intro on this episode <laughs> so anyways so i fitness sometimes i have a bike Sometimes yeah. I'm on the trampoline. Sometimes I'm dodging, dodging, nerf bullets. dodging, <laughs> dodging nerf bullets. Sometimes yeah. it's, you know, it's downward facing dog. Sometimes right. it's, it's none of, you know, it's yeah. going for a walk outside. Yeah. And I make it a challenge, right? Where I am, I'm not necessarily prepping for a yeah. TV show, but yeah. I'm like, all right, this is your time on your mark. It's a go. And then. You know, I end my Apple watch and then I get my goals at the end of the day and it's fun. And then on day six and day seven, I go, Ooh, how am I going to meet this challenge today? And then it gets exciting. And then I want to do the seven out of seven, you know, but I don't make it hard. Right. Right. I make it. So here's the thing. The whole thing that I hear you say over and over essentially is leading back to just reframing the way you approach things. It's reframing that thought. And so for those of you listening that are struggling with, I I can't, I can't, I don't have time. I, you don't understand. Right. right. You don't understand my problem. You don't understand. And I've got kids and I've got this and I've got that. I race my kid in the grocery store. I look like if you guys ever saw me in the grocery store, (laughs) <laughs> I do supermarket sweep in the grocery store. And he's like, mommy, I can't keep up with you. Right. So, I mean, there are ways to do this. And if you can't figure it out, please get with us because we can don't, help you reframe it. And don't be afraid to yeah. be silly. No, don't be afraid to be silly. Um, you know, I can help you come up with a plan if you are willing to do the to do the to work to do the work to do the work. If you are willing to think of things differently, to reframe, to adjust your schedule, to prioritize your health, because that's the crux of all of this, guys. Is if you are willing to prioritize your health, you will be willing to make the changes necessary to make your health a priority. People are shocked that I sleep nine hours a night. Yes. 
I, when you told me that this past week, I'm like, what? Say that again. I sleep nine hours a night. I prioritize my sleep. I get my movement in. <laughs> I am not perfect. Right. I have yeah. flaws, right. right? Tons of them. My if, husband if will tell you seven, all about I'm them. Great. If I get seven, I'm great. <laughs> my husband will tell you all oh, about my flaws. <laughs> he has no room to complain. <laughs> I've been around you and your husband. <laughs> I what what are you prioritizing? Yeah, yeah, ex- exactly. What well, are you prioritizing your own health? Are you prioritizing because your own health? Because if you don't, Mm-mm. no one will. So and the excuses will become and the excuses reality. Excuses will become reality. Yeah. So I'm taking a stand for you. Is essentially, I'm calling you out on the BS. Yep. But it's not just BS. It's limiting beliefs, right? About what you can or can't do, right? Because we can do these things. And no, you can't do it in the confines of how your mind has conceived them. Well, and here's another thing. If you keep doing what you've always done. The definition of insanity. Expect the same results you've always gotten. Right. You have to be willing to change. And if you don't know how, we can help. Period. Mic drop. Boom. Right. Or somebody can help. Somebody can help. Another professional. But somebody can help you do that. I mean... It's all about change. It's all about commitment to that success. It's all about putting in the work. But if you are committed to not doing the work, Mm -hmm. or if you're committed to a certain, again, uh, there's this phrase, if you're, you're just committed to a certain uh, pattern of behaviors, if you're committed to, I can't, there's nothing that anybody can do to convince you otherwise. You must be open to change. And that's right. where a lot of times I start with people is what are you open to? Mm-hmm. Wow. What are you open to? You've got to be open to something different. Yeah. I don't start with telling people what to do. Mm-hmm. I don't even start with, here's what I do. Right. I ask, what are you open to? What are you willing to do? And when people are most desperate, they're, they say they're willing to do anything. However, that's when you start to drill down on what they're really willing to do and what they perceive as hard. Mm-hmm. And that's where the reframes and the mindset shifts and the behavior shifts need to happen is, okay, well, where can you put this? Because it's a puzzle. It's a puzzle. When yeah. you think about it, think of a 500-piece jigsaw puzzle. And you have 350 pieces, right? So you put them in certain places, but what if we were able to magically take those 350 pieces and put them in different spaces and then fit the 150 where you really needed them to be? That would be awesome. That would be awesome. You can do that. And yet we all need to be to some extent flexible and malleable, mm-hmm. right? So there are some people that are going to say, I'm not willing to get up at 5.30 in the morning to work out. That would be me. Okay, so you don't have to work out at 5.30 in the morning. Where are you willing to put it right. throughout your day? And and there are confines and constraints. We have clients who are nurses and teachers who say, I'm in the classroom, I'm in the hospital. Mm-hmm. This and this is not possible. Right. Okay, so what is possible within the confines of your job? Right, right. What is possible at the end of your workday? What is possible at the beginning of your workday? What is possible in the middle of your workday? 
Do you know how often nurses need to walk the halls in the hospital Mm -hmm. and they can turn on their Apple watch and maybe not run, Mm -hmm. but do some fast, like get a mile in, for example. Yeah. Um, Do you know how frequently teachers could walk the halls in between classes? Mm, Not very. (laughs) (laughs) That's what, that is what I do know. Yeah. Yeah, that's really difficult. A lot of people, unless you're a teacher, don't understand. So it is very difficult to do anything outside the scope of teaching from, you know, start of the day to end of the day. It really is. I mean, oftentimes we don't even get decent lunch breaks because we have to drop off kids, pick up kids, make a parent phone call. You know, there's so. So, but I mean, do but you still, see where I'm going with this? The point is, you're through at you know, four thirty or so if you're, and unless you're high school and then maybe it may be a little bit later, you know, but there are ways to make it work. I mean, I did, I, there were ways to make it work when I was a teacher. So for me personally, exercise is going to have to happen at the end of my work day. One, I'm a night owl. I'm not. So I am not a morning person at all. So one of the things that I have committed to, um, to doing is I'm going to start going to the gym as soon as I get settled. Um, so in the process of, you know, getting ready to move. Um, so I'm going to start going to the gym and on the days that I don't go to the gym, I'm going to commit to at least a 30 minute walk. Um, I have to, I have to prioritize my health in that way. So I, now that my lung capacity is kind of at a point where I can start pushing it a little bit, it's still a struggle, but if I don't start pushing it, it, it's like eating, you know, after bariatric surgery you know, if you don't push it a little bit in the beginning, then you're never going to get enough nutrition and you're actually going to harm yourself. So, because you'll be malnourished. So we have to push it a little bit, you know, and so like a lot of bariatric surgeons will say, eat to the point of pressure, not pain. The same thing is with my lung capacity. I've got to push it a little bit to, to improve. So, you know, that's a commitment that I've made. I don't love going to the gym, but I have somebody I'm going to go with, so it'll make it fun. What things can you say to yourself? Mantras, affirmations, you know, positive phrases or sayings that would help assist you in feeling good about going? Well, I I think for me, it's, I I set a goal. So I want to have skin removal surgery in 2022. And so my goal is I'm going to start saving because it's going to have to be cash pay um, because I won't qualify medically. It's purely vanity, but it's something that I'm struggling with right. emotionally to deal with is the excess skin. I just don't, I'm not comfortable in my own skin. I thought I could handle it, but now right, that I'm right, five right. years out, it, it's a struggle for me. Right. And so I've made the decision that I'm going to go for it in 2022. So I've got about a year before I want to schedule it. Um, but I have things I want to do between now and then. And one of those is I want to get healthier. I want to lose the last, you know, 10 to 15 pounds. Um, you know, I want to start putting money aside each month so that I have this little nest egg to go into the surgery. Um, but that's my motivation is I, that's such a big goal for me, but it's an attainable goal. It's not something unrealistic. Mm -hmm. I mean, I could have skin removal surgery now, if nothing changed, I could still go through with the surgery, but I want, I want to, you know, I want to be there. And so, you know, how can you challenge yourself? And and so I hear what you're saying about, I need to make it a priority. Mm-hmm. And I know there are people out there that are like, I need to make it a priority. I need to make it a priority. And mm-hmm. I know, 
Um, at some point, we'll probably have to talk about motivation because I know a lot of people that are like, oh, but I'm not motivated. Mm-hmm. And uh, action comes prior to motivation. Mm-hmm. So get your butt out there. <laughs> right. Well, and for me is I didn't surgically alter my body for life to not be the absolute healthiest person I can be. And I know I'm healthy, but this is kind of one more step in What that. does it take for you to put your shoes on and get out the door? Schedule the time. Schedule the time. Yeah. I got to put it on the calendar. If it, And that, I, again, I tell my clients this all the time. It's like, put it on the freaking calendar. You know, you, you have a schedule for your work day. Do you have a lunch break? Yes. Okay. Then schedule it in. Schedule it in. Your colleagues take smoke breaks. You could go walk for 15 minutes. Same time it takes them to go smoke a cigarette. Mm -hmm. Okay. They don't get in trouble for that. They're allowed to do that. Why can't you go walk for 15 minutes and take a smoke break? Health break. Right. I mean, it's like, oh, I didn't think about that. It's like, exactly. (laughs) So how is it fair that they work less time than you? Right. It's not. So yeah, put it on the calendar. So what I'm hearing you say, (laughs) Dr. Kristen, (laughs) um, is that I literally need to schedule in 30 minutes to an hour at the end of my workday that is my time for physical fitness. Yes. I can do that. And that I want to see you. uh, I can do that. Start with week one, four out of seven days. Three out of seven? Yeah. Okay. I'll commit to three. Okay. I got a lot of shit going on right now. I know. Okay. 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 <clears throat> and then and then either you need to stay stable at three mm-hmm. or move up to four. Okay. And then again, the goal is five. Five out of seven. Yeah. I mean, I it doesn't need to be a Monday through Friday. Right, right. I mean, logically for me, so the one thing that I have done <clears throat> since last summer is I have committed to, because I too am a workaholic. Hello, my name is Patricia. Hi, Patricia. I know. Is I have purposefully scheduled myself out of the office, as I use air quotes, on the weekends so that I can have Oh, you mean actual human weekend time? Yes. Oh my gosh, what is that? No, I know, I know. Yeah, but I mean, I have. (laughs) And it's been the hardest thing I've done since starting this business, but it's also one of the best things I've done. But I'm talking, guys, now it's May. No licking the walls, okay? Yeah, I don't (laughs) lick the walls. Um, It's May, and I started this in, like, full-on started this in, like, October is where I'm committing to doing this. And I'm just now getting kind of comfortable and not twitchy for, you know, every time a message comes across that I have to answer it right then, that I have to get on the line, that I have to do. I mean, so, yes, I am trying to respect my office hours. So in the same regard that I'm doing that, I think I can also commit to three days a week of physical fitness. So circling back to with people who are like, where do I begin? Where do Mm -hmm, I start? mm -hmm. I've gained 30 pounds. How do I start? Where do I begin? Pick one. Right. Pick one thing. I, I say the same thing every time on those posts, protein first, at least 64 ounces of water. Mm -hmm. You know, this is the basic plan. 
track. You don't do it all at once, right? Water, movement, Mm -hmm. supplements. Like those are Mm -hmm. the basics. You get good at your, like I had a client call them her BBs, her bariatric basics, right? So you get good at your basics. That's where you start. Right. Now, where I'm going to call people out is, number one, the first time you're out there, help, help. It's a call for help. You know, here's the life preserver. Right. Number two, help, help. I need help. Well, we've given you the life preserver, right? So number two is, is this, is this attention or wallowing? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I'm going to call you out. This is what's happening. What's beneath the surface. I can only do so much. Right. Right. So you need extra support. Get someone. It does not need to be me. You need extra support. Who is on your team? Similar to we did a support episode. Right, right. Right? Who is on your team? You need a team. If you are, you know, three strikes, right? Three, like, I, I want people to reach out and ask for help. But at a certain point, if you are not willing, it's that, have you ever heard this? Oh my gosh, this just came to my mind. This is huge. If you say what I think you're going to say, I'm going to die. Go ahead. This is it. <laughs> this is it. It's what you think. Go it, ahead. Okay. There's a flood. <laughs> There's a man on the roof of his house. <laughs> Reach it on, Kristen. <laughs> yep. I know exactly where you're going. There's a man on the roof of his house. And there's a guy that comes by in a boat. He says, I need help. And the guy goes, here, I'm going to save you. No, God is going to save me. Mm-hmm. Right? Because he's praying, God help me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know this. Everybody know knows this, this story. Yeah. Right? I need help, 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 help. The guy comes with the boat. Nope, God is going to save me. Guy comes with the jet ski. Nope, God is going to save me, right? Then there's the uh, helicopter. Mm -hmm. No, God is going to save me. I don't know who else comes because I Mm -hmm. can't remember the uh, the Mm -hmm. whole Mm -hmm. part of the story. Mm -hmm. But there's probably a couple more people that come, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. The man dies because he drowns. He gets up to the pearly gates. I don't Mm -hmm. know. There's a couple versions. Mm -hmm. One where he talks to St. Peter, one where he talks to Jesus. I don't know. Yeah. Right. And it's like, why didn't you come save me? We sent you a boat. We <laughs> sent you a jet ski. <laughs> we sent right. you a helicopter. What more did you need? Right. That is sometimes how I see. A hundred percent. These folks. Yes. Like, hello, I tried to help you. Yeah. And you, so there needs to be. A willingness, yes. a desire to connect, a desire to do the work. One of my biggest epiphanies is, and I've said this before, you've heard me say this before, you cannot want the outcome without also wanting to do the work. Right. If you don't want to do the work, you do not want the outcome. Because the outcome is connected to the work. Remember in a previous episode, I talked about process goals and outcome goals. Yep. Which I was like, that's awesome. You cannot be connected to an outcome without being 
connected to the process. Right. You cannot say, I want to eat donuts and Doritos all day long and weigh 120 pounds. Right. My, my body just does not work that way. <laughs> Most henceforth. <laughs> henceforth. Yeah. Right. It's just not working. Right. No. So not. you must want to do the work, want to live healthy be open-minded and willing to be change. Be open-minded and willing to change. This is not a diet. It is lifestyle. This, for, for right. what I talk about, it is 80-20. Yep. Right? 80% healthy living, 20% indulgence, you know, oops, whatever. Yep. And that is a game changer. When you are focused on living that healthy path, it will support you. And where I'm going to call people out is I sent you the helicopter. Yeah. I've sent you, Oh, you know, you've signed up for the program and maybe you're showing up or maybe you're not. You have to do the work. I'm here to help you. Right. I cannot do it for you. Right. Well, I mean, I talk about all the time, pick the plan, prep the plan, follow the plan. The plan works. This works for your stuff. This works for my stuff, but you got to do the work. You got to prep the plan. You got to actually pick the plan. You got to actually go shopping. You got to prep the plan. You got to eat the food. You got to do the work to get, to make it work. So I want for people to know I'm not, what I'm triggered by is help me, help me mm -hmm. radio silence. Right. Because I see you. I hear you. I want to help you. I cannot help you. Nobody can help you unless you're willing to do the work. Unless, like Brene Brown says, right? If you're not willing to be in the ring with me, you've got to be willing to get in the ring. Right? So I'm in the ring. Yeah. So she talks about it in terms of um, vulnerability and mm -hmm. people whose opinions matter. So it is a different context where you don't get to talk smack about me if you're not also in the ring with me. Right, right. If you're outside the ring, you don't get to talk smack. Right. I'm in the ring. Right. I'm waiting for you to get in the ring. Right. My dad used to say, if you don't vote, you can't bitch. Right. Same thing. Same thing. It's like, you, you got to be, you got to be in it, in it. You got to be in the game. Then let's talk all day long. Right. Right. But if you're out there going, help me, help me, throw me a life ring, and then, oh, wait, <laughs> that's not the one I wanted. <laughs> yeah, that's another thing. <laughs> yeah, that's another uh, thing is I'm going to give you all kinds of solutions. Kristen's going to give you all kinds of solutions. Anybody, like whoever you yeah. go to will give right. you solutions. Right. But you got to be willing to try them, one of them, any one of them, all of them, maybe. And, and figure out which one works. But here's the because other thing. Because not everything works for everybody. So and I know that. Here's the other thing. When I was doing ADHD coaching, this is, this is important. I would have people that would go, I tried that once. It didn't work. <laughs> and I would say, mm, nope. You need to try it at least five times. Yeah. You need to try it at least five times. See if it works. Because the stuff that I was giving was super easy. Easy peasy. You need to try it at least five times. And after five times, if it's legitimately not working, we will find another solution. And the reason for that is because whenever there is behavior change, the first time you do anything, it is uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. I don't care who you are. Neurotypical, neurodiverse, doesn't matter. It's you're out of your comfort zone. You need at least five responses to be semi-conditioned to, oh, I can actually do this. Right, okay. Right. 
right? On day one, you may have been having a crappy day and you try this new tool or whatever it is, this you new weren't skill, in the right mindset. you weren't in the right mindset. <laughs> that didn't work. Okay. Is it that it didn't work? You didn't work. You were having a crappy day. Like there's a lot of variables mm-hmm. five times. You have to try something five times to really give it like, what do, what do they call it? The honest to goodness shot. Mm-hmm. You know, to really know good old college try. The oh, good old college try. That's yeah. what I was looking yeah. for. You need at least five tries. Yeah. That makes sense. And then if it really doesn't work, and I'm not talking about BS like, well, I really tried it twice, but I really don't think it's like you gave it a good try five times. If it doesn't work, let's find a new plan. All right. I love it. I love it. Ah, it's so much so much and and the thing that's important about this is this other idea that where there's a will there's a way mm-hmm. and there is a way for everyone we are not robots there is no one size fits oh all. my god absolutely not yeah there's no one size fits all and so this is why this thing will work for this person, but then it needs to be modified for this person. Right. Or, you know, the thing that works for you doesn't work for me. You love tennis. I am not a tennis person. You yeah. will never catch me playing tennis. <laughs> or eating tuna fish. Or eating tuna fish. <laughs> it is just not going yeah. to happen. And I'm not a seafood person. We went out right. last week for seafood and I thought I could eat shrimp and I was like, mm, no, this isn't happening. Right. That's yeah. just not my jam. And so we will find, we will have, you know, different strokes for different folks. Right. There are answers. There are ways. I am the queen of let's do it 20 different ways. Mm -hmm. Oh, for sure. It's adaptability. How adaptive are you? What are you willing to try differently? Are you willing to give it the good college try? And are you willing to take a chance on you? I'm going to take a stand for you. I see you're worth it. Yes. A hundred percent. I think you're both, we're both like that. I will, I will bend over backwards to give you every bit of support, help tools, but you got to be willing to try things. You got to be willing to put them into practice. You got to show up. You got to, yeah, you got to show up. You got to show up. You got to be a show up. And you have to understand that you're going to fail sometimes. Uh, another quick analogy. Um, you're either in the game or you're on the sidelines. Yeah. What was the one you told me about failure earlier today? I was like, ooh, that stung a bit. But uh, If you're not failing, you're not succeeding. Yeah. I fail all the time. Right. I make mistakes. Yep. And I'm okay with that. Because I know that when I'm making mistakes, I'm trying. There's a quote. I think it's an Einstein quote that says... Um, um, it's something about, I, now I can't remember, but it's, I'm pretty sure I saw it this morning on my momentum Mm -hmm. dash (laughs) where it said something like, um, oh, those who have never made mistakes have also never tried anything. Oh, well that's, or something along people who've never made mistakes have never succeeded at anything. Right. You, if you, you have to try something and you have to fail in order to succeed. Every great. That's where the greatest learning takes place too. If people are open to learning. Right. Right. 
right? You didn't, what's the saying? I didn't fail. I just found 10,000 ways that don't work. Right. I think that's Thomas Edison, right? Why? I was it with the light bulb. Yeah. yeah. Why? Yeah. Why is that not applied to weight loss? Yeah. Like. Comparisonitis. Compa- no. Uh, but I mean, that's part of it is, yeah, we look at everybody else around us instead of actually looking at ourselves. What are you doing? Stay in your lane. Right. Stay in your lane. I'm, I'm using that yeah, as an I example. Know. Stop pointing at me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Stay in your yeah. lane. What are you right. doing? What are you not doing? What am yeah. I doing? What am I not doing? Not from a critical, judgy, shaming, but it's like. Truth. truth. It's Real, truth. Right. Right. Yep. <sighs> I think, I think that's good. Which I think, leads us. Which leads us. Into uncomfortable truths. And uncomfortable truths. All right. What is yours? The uncomfortable truth is, I actually have two. Okay. If you're hiding due to shame, you're not doing the work. Okay. And you can't do the work until you come out of hiding. Right. And the second one is, if you ask for help, you've got to be ready to receive it and do the work. The, this is the uncomfortable truth. Pity parties <laughs> usually only have those in attendance who are also singing the same song. Right. And if you want to get to, when I say goal, I don't necessarily mean weight loss, but it could mean that, right? If you want to change your trajectory, you got to get out of the pool. You've got to get out of the pool. Yeah. I mean, and that's, guys, people do this in business all the time. So I learned very early in my career that if I surrounded myself with people who knew less than me, I would never grow. This is the exact same thing in weight loss is you need to surround yourself with people who are succeeding. Stop wallowing with the people who are also failing because they're just going to drag you down. Surround yourself with those people who have the tools and the knowledge to show you the right way to do things and, and, and or to help you find the right way for you. I guess that's a better way to say it. And you will struggle, right? So this isn't about the absence of struggle. This isn't about shutting people down um, from sharing struggles. Yet you've got to be, when, you know, sharing your struggles is seen as a call for help. You're going to be surrounded by people who love and support and will give you a kick in the butt. Be prepared for that. It is not yeah. about shame. It is not about judgment. It no. is all right. We're in the ring with you. We're here to jazz you up. We're here to get you mm-hmm. going. And then if you're like, I'm not ready, like, okay, then what are we doing here? All right. Don't put on the uniform if you're not ready. <laughs> don't get don't get in the game if you're not ready. And yeah. it's it's not don't get in the game. It's mm. What support do you need to get ready? This is why right. I wrote right. Alicia Regan. Yes. You need to get ready. What is yeah. getting ready for you look like? Yeah. Right. We need to know we're not alone. But the pity party is, it's not serving anyone. Right. No, it's not. We've got to shift out of pity party to go, Ugh, 
I'm here. It sucks. Okay. What can I do different? Mm -hmm. And I I think what, and I, as I want to clarify the, you know, don't put on the uniform if you don't want to get in the game by, if you're not ready to put on the uniform, then what training do you need to get you ready to put on the uniform? So it's not like, oh, I'm not ready, so I, I, I'll never be helped. I'll never get help. I'll never make it. I'll just sit on the bench forever. I'll just sit on no. the bench forever. That's not what I mean at all. I mean, you need to practice those skills. You need to take those baby steps. You need to reach out and start learning because, guys, no one's going to do this for you. No one. I mean, Kristen and I or whoever can tell you all day long how to be successful, and we can give you tips all day long in what works and what you can try, but until you're willing to, to take the steps to learn, like, you know, maybe you say you can't cook. Okay, well, I can teach you how to cook if you're willing to learn. And once you learn how to cook, you'll feel more comfortable meal prepping. And once you feel better meal prepping, then all of a sudden you'll be like, Ooh, I think I can create my own meal plans. I mean, so there's, it, it, it actually grows. So, but you got to start somewhere, start with something, one thing, commit to one to being open to one thing, one thing. You know, my truth bomb is you're never going to get anywhere if you don't start. Yeah. Period. You're never going to, you're never going to grow. You're never going to learn. You're never going to change. You're not going to hit your goals if you don't start somewhere. And you know what? You're probably going to fail at some point. You can't walk away and go, well, that didn't work. I'm never doing that again. It's, you know what? Maybe I need to have a different, yeah, you will fail, but okay. So what, what can I do differently? Or Hey, Patricia, or Hey, Christian, or Hey, whoever I tried this. It didn't work. What did I do wrong? How can you help me? Can you help me see what I did wrong? Can you help me find a solution so I can make this work for me? You know, I mean, I talk to people all the time about you know, their own schedules and figuring, <laughs> as I say this, as I can't find time to exercise in my own schedule, but I do. I'm really good at that in trying to help people find that 5, 10, 15, 20 minutes or an hour so that they can get whatever done. You know, get all their water in. Hell, that's a big one. I can't find time to drink the water. Well, let's sit down. Let's schedule out your day. Let's look at what your day looks like. When is your lunch break? When is your snack break? What is your day? You know, what's your drive time? What, you know, when are your medications due? What, what's going on with that? You know, so, and again, you've got to be willing to look at things through a different lens to, to listen to, to maybe some constructive criticism, listen to some hard truths, listen to some different options and, and stick with it long enough to find what works and knowing that not everything's going to work on the first try. Mm-mm. Not everything's going to work on the first try. Nothing. A lot yeah. of things don't work on the first no. try. No, they don't. We are, we are conditioned, right? So any habit, um, research is 45% of everything we do is habitual. Like, yeah. Do you brush your teeth? Every day. It's habitual. Yeah. It's conditioned. And you remember it's because it's conditioned. So now if I tell you to change a behavior that's ingrained, you you, you have to take it from the subconscious mind and bring it into the conscious mind because you have to think about it. So people forget. That's why... Post-it notes, right? Mm-hmm. Or other reminders or calendars or whatever. You will forget. It's not, you will fail. It's not a matter of if, it's when. Yeah. And how quickly you get back on the horse. Right. You will fail. I will fail. 
failure is not and and you know everybody's definition is different but if you're considering failure as oh i totally didn't work out today and i my i didn't get any water in right mm-hmm. hypothetically okay what what can you learn from that right how are you going to change it tomorrow how are you going to change it yeah and y'all please and i know this is one of my favorite for the love of all that is holy do not come to me and say that my tool failed <laughs> my sleeve doesn't work it's broken my surgery didn't, didn't, no, you didn't put in the work. Oh gosh, user work. error. <laughs> it is user error. And I love you guys. I do. But please do the work. Don't go have a revision if you don't need it. Some people do need it. Some people do. Absolutely. People with like really bad reflux or other, but just because if you don't put in the work to learn how to live as a bariatric patient, do not blame your tool. It's not your tool. The revision will not. Unless you're, yeah, the revision's not going to change that. And trust me, I have clients. I, I work with people all the time who had a sleeve, went and got it, and still having problems because they're just not willing to change yet. You've got to change. That's an uncomfortable truth. So you've got to be willing. Got to be willing to I change. I wrote release your regain for that reason. Yep. And you don't have to have regain to read it. It's nope. all about control, perfectionism, letting go of all or nothing, and getting ready to get ready. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. Heavy episode. It's heavy. This yeah. is a heavy episode. And yeah. it's because, you know, the love of of what we see people going through. My heart breaks on a daily basis for my clients. It really does. It's This is hard work. Yeah. Can we break it down? Can we make it easier? Yes. But the emotional stuff that people are carrying, I get it. Yeah. I do too. I mean, because it's hard for us. You know, guys, we're in here with you. I mean. I'm in the ring. We're, we got skin in the game. <laughs> so we understand how hard this is. And we're willing to, you know, roll up our sleeves and do our own work as well as work on helping you guys. Sometimes more than helping ourselves. That's it's something I'm working on. It's, it's, I'm, I'm a work in progress. Yeah. Oh, I'm definitely a work in progress, but I will go to, you know, to the moon and back for you. I just haven't quite gotten there for myself yet, but that's okay. That's the heart of a teacher. I'm getting there. We're all getting there. We're all getting there. I love you. I love you too. All right, guys. So thank we're you. taking a stand for you. Yes, we are taking a stand for you. We are taking a stand for you. So here's the deal. I want to thank you guys for listening. Obviously, we love our supporters. Um, this was a long one. This was a long one. Um, this was a heavy one. So thank you for listening all the way through if you've done that. Um, if you want to reach out to us, you can do that through my website, uh, com, and then go to the podcast tab, or you can email us at podcast at mybariatrickitchenonline.com or you can hit us up on Facebook or Instagram or any other place that we are on social media. Those are the, the primary ones. Um, join join either of our Facebook groups. Yeah. Bariatric it, Mindset Mavens. Or My or, Bariatric Kitchen. Right. Yep. Um, you know, let's let's get this done. Let's, let's work together on this and share, 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 share. Sharing is caring. Um, if you know somebody who's struggling, you know, have them, have them listen, have them 
you know, tune into this, share the podcast, share it in your support groups, um, wherever, you know, you can get the information out there. We would greatly appreciate it. Um, and again, you know, thank you guys for listening and we will catch you on uh, the next episode. The next episode. See you later.